Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, I wonder what comes to your mind when you hear the word meek. A person who is soft-spoken, or someone with a limp handshake, or maybe someone who doesn't seem to have much of a spine. Meekness sounds suspiciously like weakness, and if that's what it is, I don't want it, and I don't suppose that you do either. But Jesus tells us that there are some things that we should go after and get as much of them into our lives as we possibly can, and one of them is meekness. So what is this meekness that we're to go after? Matthew Henry points out that in Latin, a meek man was called mansutus. That's two words, manu, which means hand, and asutus, which means used to. So meekness means being used to the hand, which calls to mind the taming of a wild animal. So think about a horse that has not yet been broken. It's not used to the hand. So when someone comes near it, the horse bucks and it kicks. It resists the bit and the bridle. Its strength is not controlled. But when the horse gets used to the hand, its wild passions are subdued, its strength's controlled, and the animal is at peace. Now the Bible compares our fallen human nature to the impulse of a wild animal. God says that his own people are like a wild donkey, or a restless camel. That's not a very flattering description, but it tells us something that we need to know. By nature, we are like wild animals. That is, we have strength, but it is neither directed nor controlled, and so our strength gets used in ways that are often unproductive and even destructive. So if we want to become useful to God, we need to get used to the hand. And when we do, Wild passions are subdued, strength is harnessed, and we begin to experience peace. When I came to understand this, it really got my interest, because if this is meekness, I want as much of it as I possibly can get. Now think about what controlled strength could mean in your life. Growing in meekness will subdue your impulsiveness. It'll give you control over anger. It'll change the way you speak, giving you control over the harsh word, the sharp put-down. Growing in meekness will lead you into contentment, bringing you peace as you get used to the hand of God, even in the difficult circumstances of your life. Now here's the deal. Wild horses don't win races. But when the horse submits to the bit and the bridle, its strength is controlled. Meekness brings strength under control. It tames the temper. It calms the passions of the heart. It brings order out of the chaos that otherwise would reign in your soul. And this happens when you become used to the hand, that is, when you submit yourself to God. When I first spoke about meekness in the church that I serve, a thoughtful lady came to speak with me after the service. I've always been a competitive person, she said. I've been like that in sports and in business, and so the idea of submission, oh, it's always been difficult for me. 
But she said, your analogy of taming the wild horse has really helped me because it's only when the horse submits to the bit and the bridle that it has any chance of winning the race. I want to win, she said, and I can see now that winning is only possible when my strength is brought under control. So what does meekness look like in practice? Meekness involves submitting to God's word, God's will, and God's people. First then, meekness involves submitting to God's word. The Apostle James says, receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. To receive God's word with meekness means that you place yourself under the authority of the Bible. So ask yourself, do I receive God's word with meekness? Am I submitting myself to the scriptures, allowing God to bend and reshape my beliefs and my desires in the light of his commands and his promises? See, the self-willed person hears what God says in the Bible, but then reserves the right to disagree. God may say that, but I don't believe it. Or God may say that, but I'm not ready to move in that direction at this point. But you see, blessing will come into your life when you submit to God's word with meekness. Then second, meekness involves submitting to God's will. There will be times in your life when God puts you in a place you would not have chosen. It may come through difficult circumstances at work, in your family, at church, or in regard to your health. What does it mean then for your strength to be brought under control as you submit yourself to God? Well, come with me to a garden. It's late and it's dark and a few men are asleep on the ground. And further on, there's another man, and drawing near to him, you see that his whole body is draped over a large stone. He's sweating profusely, and in an agony of soul, he cries out, Father, if it is possible, let this cup be taken from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus, submitting himself to the will of the Father at unimaginable cost, that's meekness. And third, meekness involves submitting to God's people. God calls us to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, meekness grows through the discipline of committed relationships that are God's gift to us in the body of Christ. And disconnected Christians miss out on the blessing of meekness that Christ speaks about here. We live in a culture where autonomous, self-directed, and disconnected Christians often float between churches, sampling the best without committing to any. But how can you obey the command of God to submit to one another if you've not committed yourself to a local church? I've heard Christians say that they're accountable to a small group, but a small group's not a church. And there's a big difference between a group of friends chosen by you and a congregation that has been gathered by God. Meekness involves submitting to God's word, to God's will, and to God's people. We've looked at what meekness is, but how can we grow in meekness? Now, in the study this week, there are 10 strategies for cultivating meekness. Here are three of them to get us started. One, you will grow in meekness as you moderate your expectations of others. God knows our frame, and he remembers that we are dust. 
Now, if God in his kindness remembers our frailty, we should remember the frailty of others. And doing this will moderate what we expect from them. Now, think about how this works in relation to a marriage. When two sinners, both in the process of redemption, commit to share their whole lives together, there's going to be some challenges. But God remembers that your spouse is dust. And if you remember this too, you will grow in meekness. This will also help you in parenting your children. See, when wise parents follow this example, it delivers them from imposing unrealistic expectations on their children. I find that thinking about the weights and the burdens that other people carry helps me here. You never know the strength of another man's temptation. If you were able to stand in the shoes of a brother and feel the strength of a particular temptation as he experiences it, you might come to the conclusion that he's doing better in his battle than you would have done. Then second, you'll grow in meekness as you make friends with meek people. You know, the scripture says, make no friendship with a man given to anger, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. So if a person is habitually angry, he or she is not the friend for you. If you keep listening to the conversation of a person who is constantly complaining, the habit of their heart will begin to rub off on you. So don't make friends with an angry man, lest you learn his way. You may have to work or even worship beside someone who is habitually angry, but the Bible says don't choose them as your friend. Cultivate friendship with people who will help you to be more like Jesus. In other words, make friends with meek people. And third, You'll grow in meekness as you discern God's hand even in the work of your enemies. You know, Thomas Watson asked, why was Jesus Christ so meek in his sufferings? And his answer was that Jesus did not look to Judas or to Pilate, but at his Father. See, Jesus said, shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given to me? That's of huge importance, because at one level, you could say that the suffering of Jesus on the cross was a direct result of the decision of Judas to betray him and the judgment of Pilate who condemned him. So on the cross, Jesus could have said, look what Judas did to me, look what Pilate did to me. But Christ did not do that. He looked to his Father. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? He discerned the hand of God even in the work of his enemies. Now, as long as you see your story as a story of what others have done to you, you're going to live in disappointment and anger and frustration and even resentment. You don't want to live there. Look at Jesus on the cross. See how when his enemies have done their worst, they can't overcome him. See the glory of the Son of God as he says, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. That's what you want to be like. And how did he do that? He did not look at Judas or Pilate, but at his Father. See, our Lord Jesus Christ is the model of meekness. When he was reviled, the Scripture says, he did not revile in return. And when he suffered, 
he did not threaten, but he continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. See, Christ could have said to his enemies with absolute justice, you wait. But Christ's justice was tempered with mercy. Meekness led him to bear wounds and to forgive injuries and to return good for evil. And meekness will lead us to do the same. We live in a land of lawsuits where there has been such a loss of civility in public discourse and conversation. We live in the world of attack adverts and attack websites. And what happens in the world often creeps in even to the church. We desperately need to rediscover the blessing of meekness that Jesus Christ calls us to here. Jesus said, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Strength under control is a beautiful thing. And I hope that you will want to go after meekness as you place yourself under the Lordship of Jesus Christ and submit yourself to his word, to his will, and to his people.